Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So our podcast is called Right and Wrong. Are these your notes? Are these your notes about what we're going to say? What does it say? it would be a good... (laughs) I didn't even get to idea. Maybe I can just ask you the question. (laughs) It's going well. It's going really well. (laughs) Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Right and Wrong podcast. As always, it's me, Jamie, and today I'm excited to welcome back the lovely Felicity True. Hi, Felicity. Hello, Jamie. Thank you for having me again. Oh, well, it's my pleasure completely. God, it feels like forever since we last had you on. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I just, like everyone, I'm just trying to understand time at the moment. You know, as you (laughs) said, I'm just like, where is it? What does it mean? And how do I sit in it? But no, I'm doing really well. Really, really It's a relative concept. And you are doing very well. So let's start off with huge congratulations on being nominated for... RNA Industry Awards Agent of the Year. Thank you very How does much. It feel? Oh, it feels really great. It feels, <laughs> it feels, I, I feel, you know, great doesn't even begin to cover it. I feel, I feel very, I don't know, it's, it's very, very moving. And um, yeah, and I love the RNA. And um, I'm just, I don't know who put me forward for it. I, <laughs> I, I have no idea, but I'm just like eternally grateful for, for anyone who did. And it just feels very, very precious. Well, I think it's it's well deserved, and even more excitingly, you're in the final nominations with none other than I know Caroline Sheldon. I know. I tell <laughs> you, I've got tough competition. Up. I know we we sort of been emailing each other, going, "Well, we got fifty percent of it." That's a, that's a, <laughs> oh dear me! But of course, the worry is if if neither of us get it, then oh dear. But never mind. We're going to be positive. But yeah, I no, couldn't couldn't it's, be it's proud. It's a great achievement just to be in the nominations, just to be in the final four. Uh, of, of that because the shortlist is, is there's quite a few people in the extended shortlist so yes you guys have done very well we are. and it's it's a win for the agency no absolutely it's very much a win for the agency and as I said Caroline's one of my greatest friends so um, I would absolutely support her 100% it might be a bit weird beating your boss as well. Oh, so. d- d- <laughs> <laughs> if, if that happens Jamie I shall deal with it but uh... so despite trying to understand how the change of time has worked over the last couple of years, everything that's happened across the world. Did it feel like a special year for you in sort of wake of this nomination? It did, actually. Um, I think, actually, yes, I do feel quite emotional about it in some regards, because I think it's everybody really pulling together, supporting each other, my authors, um, and and editors and everybody saying we're going to make this work and we're going to make it together because really when we sort of all you know moved remotely it just happened overnight and everybody just went right yeah. we've got a job to do and we're going to do it together and yeah it's been very very pressurized it's been like no other year I've ever experienced in agenting and it does feel very special because it feels like they're saying yes we did this together at an extraordinary time 
And it feels, yeah, really great to say that people said, we like how you handled it. <laughs> yes, truly overcoming adversity yes. is, uh, is, is what you guys did. It's been a very strange few years for everyone, but how has it like changed agenting? And do you think it's changed agenting? Agen I can't speak. <laughs> has it changed agenting? Is that a verb? I yeah, know. I think it should be. Uh, <laughs> I, I use it all the time. Um, how has it changed? Well, do you know what the most phenomenal thing for me is as an agent through all this kind of remote situation and throughout the pandemic is I've taken on clients that I've actually never met. And that's mm. extraordinary. I've edited their books. I've sold their books. I've met them for the first time. Um, and I've never, ever met them. And I'm meeting them now. And, you know, it's testament to them and to the editors and to everybody that it doesn't feel like we haven't met. Does that sound weird? It, yeah, it, yeah. But I, I mean, mean, when you're editing someone's book, that's a very crucial time. It's when, uh, you know, when an author approaches you, it's a very vulnerable time. And yeah, yeah I, I have I have taken on um, authors throughout the pandemic and never met them. And th that's surreal. Um, but actually, I think that kind of says how when you really click and you connect and you're like this is what we want to do for your writing future the fact that you can do that online and do that well and feel as strong as if we had met now of course I must take them out to lunch and meet them <laughs> um but I yeah. I think that's been the most incredible experience of this time yeah well that's really interesting do you think that it sounds like you're very you've sort of surprised at how comfortable you were with that process do you yeah. think that that would open you up to maybe taking on authors from um, sort of further afield, different 100%. countries. Yeah. And most importantly, I think also it would make the authors themselves feel more comfortable with that process because we're all getting used to, you know, these platforms like Zoom where it does, you know, work. I mean, I think in many ways it's important to have an agent that represents you in your home market, as we call it, you know, because it does give you that extra support. Um, and I think that's important, but I would not, you know, that, that would not be, you know, I think in special circumstances that would work. Um, but absolutely. I think what you're trying to say is, does the world feel smaller? Um, and I would <laughs> yes. say, yes, it does. It does feel smaller. And, and that is quite an incredible, um, thing to have achieved. I mean, it's always been at our fingertips, right? We've always had the opportunity to do it, mm. but now we are actually doing it. And so, um, yes, I think it does make the world feel smaller and I think it does make people feel more connected. I've noticed in author events, they're reaching out around the world. You know, I've given talks to authors around the world, you know, and suddenly yeah. from, you know, say a few people that can make it to London to actually hear me speak, you know, where I'm now talking, I've got, you know, I'm admitting hundreds of people on a talk to listen to me, which is terrifying, but also wonderful. So yes, the world feels smaller and yes, it feels more accessible. And yes, I think agents and the publishing industry as a whole has grown as a result of that. That's brilliant. And you're so right in terms of people have been doing these online book launches. And yes. a friend of mine actually, her book comes out soon and she's she's doing a physical launch now that we can yeah. again, as as you would have done in the before times. But she's also doing an yeah. online Zoom kind of collaborative get together. Mm -hmm. And that's just it just makes it so accessible for so many more people who wouldn't who wouldn't otherwise be there. So silver linings. Exactly. And I've gone to talks to publishers around the world where 
okay, it might be 8 p.m. at night, but I'm listening to what that you know, I'm listening to what they're. T- it's it's all opened up. It's an, it's allowed agents yeah. to see international publishers, and it's allowed authors to access agents and to access their readers around the world. And it's kind of mind blowing that it wasn't more like this before, to some degree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same across a lot of industries. Is with the sort of with a nudge, uh, yeah. it turns out that we can do a lot of things yeah. that that we weren't doing before. So you've signed some new authors this year. Mm-hmm. H- how many new authors have you signed? Oh gosh, that many? Um, no, no, <laughs> not that. I, 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 I feel I should pull the number out the hat. But I mean, you know, as <laughs> as an agency, we are like very boutique. I mean, yeah. when when I take on authors, I take them on for the whole career. That's my absolute passion. And yeah. so we don't take a lot of authors on in general. But when we do, we stay and we fight together. <laughs> um, so I'd probably say, because I, I represent children's books as well. So I'd probably say maybe, oh gosh, I'm, somebody's going to check this and I'll get it wrong. But I would say <laughs> but, uh, probably maybe five something like that yeah uh, th- yeah. this year yeah okay, okay throughout the lockdown maybe four four or five across all that i do okay that seems that seems pretty reasonable and so what, what i'm quite interested in is talking about the differences of lockdown and how it's changed and things like that is that a sort of regular number for you do you think had there not been lockdown you would have got as many submissions and possibly signed as many authors that's a really really good question um you know, I'm not sure. Possibly not. I mean, actually, because I, if I look at the submissions inbox, I think people have had a lot more time for writing. Yeah. And I think as all these things have moved online, people are able to, you know, go on to workshops and kind of because there's a this massive moment where you've written a book and then you're like, now what do I do? And mm-hmm. now there are all these kind of online platforms where you can hear speeches from people and it's entirely normal to do the whole thing online. So I would say... I think it's been a blessing, yes. I think it's given people time to write. I think it's given people time to learn about the industry of books and therefore to know how to approach that industry. So I'd say it's been really, really critical. And, you know, one of the positive things to come out from such a really, really tough and complex situation. Yeah, hobby craft has has gone up generally. Yes. Knitting and all that kind of stuff. But um, so as you were saying, it is just you and and Caroline at the agency. How closely do you guys work with each other? Oh my gosh, super close. Um, I, <laughs> I think. I, I, I think to be honest with you, that's the thing I love. I love the most about it is that you know when I receive a submission that I love, I'll go, oh my gosh, everybody, you know, has like sent it to Caroline. I'll send it to to the team, and then and then honestly, there's just this wave uh, of of energy. I mean, I say the team, you know, the kind of four of us, you know, and <laughs> okay. and and that's that's really massive and. I I think that's part of the joys of, of working there actually is that there's such friendship and and care and and uh, you know sharing of 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 what's of what we've discovered or of or of what's happening and there's a lot of teamwork there and oh hugely we work super close together and I tell you what that has meant the world to me in in lockdown when I'm sitting in my kitchen um yeah. you know with yeah, the cat jumping on the laptop and <laughs> you know just and there's been a like a kind of increase in emails because teams are disparate so when one person might have yelled to someone across the table now it's all in an email so i've just valued 
that camaraderie more than anything but yeah we're, we're a total total team I mean you know we we have our list and we have our tastes and and we nurture them but I mean absolutely I think it's that collaborative approach that that made me feel so excited when I first joined as you know as yeah. Caroline's assistant and I think that's the thing that, that we've kept going and so no we're, we're very much a team um, although, you know, we have our lists and we have our authors and if we're ever up against each other in a prize of one of our authors, is, <laughs> then it's like, well, I think mine should win or, you know, it's, you know, there's a clear line at that point, um, which is yeah. why we don't know what to do with this nomination because we're both on it this time. Um, <laughs> you can win it, yeah. whoever wins it, you win it together. Exactly. So, join exactly. Have you ever, uh, received a submission, um, read it and then thought, this is better for Caroline and giving it to her or vice versa? Um, I think absolutely that's something that that we have probably talked about in the past, you know, um, although to be honest with you, our tastes are super similar. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> if that, it, it, it's actually another thing, like I think when you, when you're thinking of being an agent and you want to join an agency, you know, you've got to think about, is it reflective or is there space for you to develop what you love? And so, um, I think like both Caroline and I adore sagas. We love historical sagas. And we also have this love for like, you know, contemporary women's fiction in a more kind of commercial vein. I think um, I'd love to kind of push it a bit more. So I don't know, but yes, I've, I've had it from Caroline sort of sent me an email going, I just wonder if this might be, you know, m- more up your street. But again, I think you have to have that similar taste as well in some regards. I don't know yeah. if that answers the question. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like that none springs to mind, right? There's never been a moment when, you, when you've got something and thought, oh my God, this is perfect for Caroline and she would represent this better. Than, yeah. Than, but know. I would, if I felt yeah. I would, we would, you know what yeah. I mean? And I've heard about that happening in generally bigger agencies yeah. where people represent specific genres that yeah. are different. And on from that, when you guys receive a submission do you um well you've said that you get very excited when you want to you know, oh yeah you go to her but is there a sign-off thing where it's like you might be super excited about something but you have to run it by caroline and, and if she says no then it doesn't no. sign it and vice no one of you oh, can just take something a hundred percent i mean if i absolutely adore it i i'm you know i'm on you know, I'll be reading it all night. That's it. The email's gone. Yeah. You know, it's like I need to, I need to let this author know right away, and um, and then I'll probably share the exciting news with Caroline. But no way, no, I don't think. I think that 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 would be like, no, that that just wouldn't happen. I think she'd just be like, I see something, and and it's also, you know, so much of this is about subjective tastes yeah. and and all sorts of things, and you've got to go with your gut. Exactly. You've got to go with your gut. Going against your gut as an author or anyone in the industry, you know, I just think is a big, big mistake. And I would, I just couldn't do that to myself, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that sounds great that you have that sort of faith and trust in each other. Yeah. To just know that like, you know, even if you read something and you were like, well, you know, I, I didn't get that spark from it, but if you, but if you think it, it's a goer, then let's go. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. And speaking of the industry, you've, um, as you say, you, you, since lockdown, you've done some talks and things online. Mm-hmm. And uh, previously, you've you've done events with writing societies, mm-hmm. um, agent parties, live panels, one on ones, that kind of stuff. Which of those sort of formats and events 
do you think you get the most out of as an agent? You know, I have been on a campaign to okay. run around. I call it my campaign okay. to, I lift the veil on the business of books. That's literally what I say at, at yeah. my talks, to talk, to talk openly. And when I give my talks, I, you know, lots and lots of people approach me saying, could you do a session on how to write a submission letter? And I said, yes, but I will also do a session on the business of books and what an agent is and how it happens. And I'll go through like key clauses in the contract. I talk about the acquisitions process. I talk about, you know, the market. I talk about because I feel there has to be, and I feel passionately about this, a really healthy relationship between creativity and business. And I think that's the crucial thing for unagented authors or authors that are just starting out to just kind of know what is this business? Because, you know, these books um, and money should go hand in hand in a healthier way. Um, and I think it's really important to do that. So for me, when I give these talks, my focus really is to honestly just, like I said, lift the veil and be transparent and say, this is what it looks like and step inside and I always insist if I can I don't always get the time slots to be able to talk and about books and the business and contracts and money and strategizing and and all the ways that you can do that whether it's under a pseudonym writing for a different genre or all this kind of stuff because why write to an agent if you're not even sure what they should be doing do you know what I right. mean? And yes. then after that, after that, once I've really talked about all of that and put it into context, then I start the submissions letter workshop because then it all clicks into place and you understand why, for example, in our agency, do we ask for a three-line pitch? So I literally explain how that pitch is used and how it can be used by the agent to pitch to the editor for the editor to the sales teams or acquisitions teams and 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 how eventually it ends up on the back of the book so that this doesn't you know so that the submission letter is a tool and you're understanding how it's being used so for me the passion really comes from in these workshops is just being able to really share knowledge yeah. and connect because you know. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Um, I didn't know what a literary agent was you know, and, and it wasn't until I knew what a literary agent was and I went out and I got curious about it that I even realized I wanted to be one. And it's so important that you understand the path in the business of books and you feel in control of that path as much as you can do and you understand why. So my real aim when I give my talks is to give as much information to authors to make it positive to energize and to give them the information that they need. But, you know, one of the first things I also say, Jamie, is I say, um, yeah, but don't forget that one of the key things as a, as a literary agent is talent spotter. So that is why I'm here. You know, talk to me, yeah, submit yeah. to me, you know, write to me. That's, that's, that's one of the key things. So hopefully it just takes the anxiety out of like, there's one bit that 
you do know and one bit that you don't know. So that's what I try to do with my workshops is kind of do all of that at once. But of course, I'm there to discover talent. I should always yeah. be out there discovering talent, um, but also sharing information. That's really brilliant. And, uh, you know, it's great that you're that you're leading this campaign to do it. Um, because I think a lot of uh, writers, I mean, this is kind of when, when I some years ago first wrote, wrote my first story and, and then I had had no idea what the industry right. was, what literary agents was. And I was like, OK, I've got a story. What do I do with it? Right. And then and then I realized that there's this it's a complicated yeah. thing that you can't really learn from anywhere else it's, no. like, it's not a sort of innate thing that's built into society no and a lot of writers i've met sort, sort of see signing an agent as the sort of okay that's it it's done and then everything else will sort itself out yeah i say that too yeah. and it's it's the beginning of another step in the process finding yeah. an agent and that's really yeah. crucial and choosing your agent is so crucial as well you know let's go back a step so i totally agree with you and i just think that sharing that information to empower people to have the knowledge to understand how it works actually a you know gives them knowledge that they need and so they know the journey they're about to go on or some parts of it at least something in their backpack um and then secondly i really do truly believe that it makes for a really really positive and empowered submission letter when you do write to an agent because you know and and you know there are things that you want and there are things that you want to give to the agent as well you know what I mean so yes yeah because it's a mutual it is it's a mutual relationship the the gatekeeper analogy I know it feels like that from the submissions inbox but I always say again in my talks and this comes up again and again and again and I say I'm going to mention the dreaded cup of coffee because that's what I want to feel when I read the submissions letter that I could have a cup of coffee with this person and that they could trust me and I could trust them. It is entirely collaborative and and equal in that relationship. And I think sometimes when you're at the beginning, you're looking up and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, there are all these things and they're bigger than me. And I think that's why I always want them to say, no, 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 go out. You're, you, you know your stuff. You know what you're doing. Feel strong and submit strong. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Yes. Treat yourself as the professional writer that you are. That's one yes. of the things I always say when writing the submissions letter, you know, and that will help you with the tone and you'll know what to do with it then. Okay. Okay. So I have more questions about agenting generally. Yes. <laughs> is there much rivalry between agents from different agencies it's the fabulous <laughs> you know what it is i'll tell you what it is it's the most fabulous kind of rivalry um and yeah. of course it is um it's 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 wonderful because we all know each other we're all really okay. good friends we all have respect for everything that everyone's doing and of course there have been moments when an author's pitched something to me and i am thinking of something specific but i can't give the details Okay. Where I was just like, but this sounds amazing. And a really good agent friend of mine was sitting next to me and I was like, no, 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 but this sounds really, really amazing. I just have to talk to this author more. So do you know what it is? It is it's quite unique. And I think it's probably something in the creative industries where, the, where it's, it's, it's a fabulously, wonderfully friendly, but absolute rivalry. Yeah. Because I guess everything you do, you like. You need to try and sign the author first. Yes. And I've been in, uh, I was in an, an agent auction with six other agents over the pandemic and grueling I can tell you we, we're, yeah. we've also been on the other side and 
And um, I didn't but, realize there were auctions for ages. Oh yes, there are auctions for How ages. How does that work? So basically, when a wonderful manuscript comes in, and the author sent something, um, I've been in a few, um, and they send it to you know, say even their selected few agents, and and every agent comes back and says, "I'd like to meet you," or in this case, "I'd love to have a Zoom," and um, and then you have a Zoom. And uh, then they offer representation to the same author and it can be kind of all six of you or all 10 of you offering representation to the same author. And then the author's in this predicament where then they have to have maybe a second meeting or a second conversation and they they sort of have to decide. Um, So agent auctions happen all the time. I also talk about that a lot when I talk because I'm like no 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 don't worry we we know that feeling too <laughs> um where you're like oh gosh I really really want this yeah well, that that was interesting I hadn't realized that agents auctions yes, happened in that way they do you mentioned that you took on about you've taken on about five new yeah. authors uh, added them to your list which is yeah. already quite big if you're you're always looking to take on more right so you're always checking the submissions you're always reading new stuff yeah and as your list grows, does the rate at which you take on new clients slow or does it just keep on going? Well, I think I think inevitably as the list grows, you know, I think you you do become more selective because it's your time. You know, yeah. I, I do everything. You know what I mean? I'm 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 my first port of call for my authors, and that is something I'm not gonna sacrifice. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um so I think it does, but um, but I think when you absolutely fall for something, you just you just fight for it. And also, I think I would say that you know all authors are at different stages of that process, which yeah. is a really kind of staggered process. So I'm not always at the same point with every author. So there mm. is a lot more time than people think. Um, Yes, I think you can start to slow down your list because you're focusing on the authors that you are representing. But I think there will always, always be space for special, special, special projects that you just absolutely have to have. And in terms of the workload, I guess what I'm saying is that, um, uh, you know, every author works differently and they'll be at different stages of the contract, whether they're beginning the book or starting the book or coming to the end of the contract. So, you know, there's it all flows quite well. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I think you answered the question. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, I, I kept up with most of it. Uh, so once once your list has become, I mean, once you do hit that point and you do start slowing down, is that the sort of natural life cycle of when you might think about getting an assistant as in the same way that you became an assistant for Caroline? Well, we, we do have wonderful, like we've got two assistants at the agency at the moment right. who really, really kind of support us and they're absolutely fabulous. So we do have that support. Um, so, you know, we have that already. And I think that's that's crucial to have because, mm-hmm. you know, especially with royalty statements. Have you ever been in an agency at royalty um, period time, Jamie? I don't I know. Do if not you... know. Is, it, is it quite a sight to behold? The royalty period is quite a sight to behold because <laughs> everything is sort of sent in paper, although they've all started to move it digitally a little bit now, but it's quite old fashioned. The oh, entire right. okay. office is filled with piles and piles of paper, which you can't complain about because if the royalty period's been a lovely, successful one, then you would love to have lots of more oh, paper. Yeah. But okay. it, it is it is 
quite a, there's a lot of paperwork involved so and we have crucial crucial support and you know that that is important um so i i have to basically say yes we, we have assistants to help us with with all of that and they're they're just the best right is that is that where you started in that that same role? that's where i started in oh, that okay. same role yeah so that that's sort of a that's quite a common career path to then becoming an agent starting as an assistant an yes assistant, i yeah. think so and i mean i i, I think Do they it, have lists the assistants or have they started making lists on of their own or not well that depends on the agency um right, sure. i'd have to say but i think i think it, that really does depend um on on where you are but i think you'd have to be working there for a while and really building up that kind of yeah. support and and proving yourself, uh, proving yourself. right yes. exactly which can take some time um so yes I think it can I think you know but there, there's other ways through um just thinking about you know careers in publishing so you could be an editorial assistant and then you can move up to an assistant editor and then you move up to editor and then you know so there there are there is a clear pathway ahead probably clearer in in, pub, in working for a publisher than for an agent depending on the size of the agency. But that basic model applies to both, which is proving yourself, working there, and then sort of building trust with authors, and then maybe getting curious, and then meeting people, and then saying, you know, hey, I've met this person, I've read their manuscript, what do you think? And then everybody goes, wow, you've discovered a talent. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and then it's that lovely story of, of, of being in a supportive role, but discovering talent. And I think that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's really where you want to be. Do you remember the first time you discovered a talent? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. It was joyous. It's <laughs> absolutely. There are, there are a few and it, and it felt, yeah, it felt really, really good. And, um, and then of course you can build up and start, you know, helping, uh, you know, I, I went to a lot of events and I think I said this last time, but I think that's really crucial to just keep engaging with yeah. the authors, go to these events because because then you become this face, you become this trusted part of the agency or the publishing house. Um, but yes, I do with 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 a lot of love. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah. A fond memory. A fond memory. Well, I'm glad. I'm very glad. Yeah. Getting back to the wider industry itself what's what are the shifts what are the what's popular at the moment what's becoming oversaturated what's having a resurgence in the whole market or... the whole market oh, wow okay across the whole world no okay. just just keep it local it's fine um <laughs> well i think in well we could we could stick to sort of i mean we, i could talk about kind of romantic fiction given that's the the rna's uh, wonderful let's go shall we, shall we start there so some, yeah. so some some romantic fiction i think unsurprisingly everybody wants to escape to italy or somewhere <laughs> lovely and and okay. fall in love and uh -huh. maybe um i i i uh, did check this on amazon but i've got an exciting book coming out with one of my authors um and it's called um and it is on amazon so i can say but okay yeah you know you had me at halloumi Oh, and <laughs> um and it's just you know and it's by ginger jones and i'm just so excited and i just think that's exactly the feel if i could express it in one moment it's that gorgeous kind of wordplay where food and love and romance and escapism is doing really well at the moment but then you know there is another side to things where people are kind of quite 
excited to be kind of thrilled and kind mm-hmm. of scared a little bit. Um, but I think probably the sort of pandemic scary or a virus might be a little bit tricky right now. Yes. Um, yeah, so I it's got to be the right, it's got to be the right kind of scare. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I think certainly I've noticed for sure, especially Actually, I was going to say in the children's market, but in the adults and children's market, a lot of Christmas books this year, which I'm so excited about because Christmas is coming early. I'm telling you, the stock is in, you know, um, and um, and I think I think people are looking for a bit of Christmas magic, having had it cancelled it last year. Yes. So you'll probably be thinking a lot of what I'm saying is quite common sense. And I think that's what's, it's not a special trick to know what's happening in there. It's yeah. just keeping yeah. an ear to the ground and thinking, well, how do I feel? How do I feel as somebody that buys books? Yeah. I miss it, Italy. I, I miss eating wonderful foods all the way around the world. Um, but I think settings are also important. And also coming back to your point about the world feeling smaller, I think publishers are really looking for really global stories actually international settings around the world you know kind of including in our in other places that we read um so you know diversity and inclusivity and all these things are really really big at the moment and and i think that's that's wonderful i mean you 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 nailed it summed it up (laughs) and does that also cover what you personally are looking for yes it does if yeah in the submissions you're assuming you're looking for uplifting festive Christmassy romance getaway. Don't forget the thriller. Uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> Thrillers. Yeah. It's a meta genre. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, sci fi mm. is also doing extraordinarily well at the moment. And I'm really pleased because I've waited for that. Um, and I'd love to build that up on my list. Mm, I've seen definitely in, you see a lot of adverts for the new films and TV. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot. big, very serious mm-hmm. sci fi, sort of, sort of hearkening back to. Asimov, that these kinds of intense totally, stuff. Totally agree with you. Absolutely. Okay. You have to be very clever to write that kind of, to I write know. That kind of stuff. I, I, I know. don't know if I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally this would be the point where I would ask you, if you were stranded on desert island, what book would you take? But we know what book you would take. Yes. You would take A Monster Calls. Yes. Which is a wonderful book I read on your recommendation and was absolutely blown away by it. So instead, in lieu of asking this question, I'm going to ask you, what is the most impactful book you have read this year? The most impactful book I've read this year. Gosh, I'm so pleased I don't have to answer the Desert Island question again. <laughs> that was so tough for me last time. I should have stranded you somewhere else. Oh, no, <laughs> you can't no, take no a monster more. Calls. <laughs> no more, no more. I couldn't bear it. Um, so I think really for me this year, probably like, like many, many others, it's got to be Maggie O'Farrell's Hamlet. Um, Mm -hmm. I am such a Shakespeare fan. I'm a fangirl. Um, and, um, I just, but also this is, you know, you don't need to be a Shakespeare fan to, to love this. It's just the most beautifully, beautifully written book. And, um, it's basically there's a sort of really lovely fiction dramatization of um Shakespeare's son um and I I can't recommend it enough and I don't want to ruin it for anybody but if you haven't read it please do and the great thing is is that it is out in paperback and you know but I I I this absolutely yeah I thought it was the most beautiful thing I I'd, I'd, I'd read all year 
yes, you're not the only person that uh, that has, give, has given it those kinds of reviews. I've heard, yeah. I heard nonstop great things about Hamnet and I must get round to reading it. At yes, some point. absolutely. You must. And then I'll, be, then I'll be two for two on your recommendation. Fantastic. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, always an inspiration and a joy to speak with you. for Such listening. a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me back again. You're welcome anytime. And if anyone listening would like to keep up with Felicity's news and her updates, you can follow her on Twitter at Felicity True. Look out for the picture of the penguin on the phone. Yeah. That's the one. And if you're looking to send your manuscripts, submissions to her or Caroline, head over to the website carolinesheldon.co.uk and go through the submission guidelines you can follow this podcast on twitter at right and wrong uk we post episodes every monday thanks again for dropping by felicity thank you i'm so happy that you're getting the recognition for all the oh, work you, that you've been doing you. in publishing very well earned nomination and best of luck on the day in case i don't see you thank you thanks to everyone listening and we will catch you next time Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 